Hi everyone, this is the second episode of Classroom Management Training. In the last episode, we covered some of the basics and also touched on training center classroom management. This episode will focus on the classroom management of public schools from kindergartens up to high school. So let's begin with kindergartens. In kindergarten classes, you will have a teaching assistant and maybe one or even two nannies present in the class. So your job is simply to do your class and you don't need to worry about the other aspects of the classroom management necessarily. It's largely controlled by the teaching assistants and the nannies. So for example, if a student needs to go out to the toilet or have their nose wiped or whatever it may be, that is not your job. You don't need to worry about that. That will be the teaching assistant or the nanny. They'll be doing all those little bits and pieces so you can relax and just focus on the class. The same goes for any activities, instructions, things that maybe need some more detailed communication because, of course, the level of the students will be very, very basic. So if you want to try something new, play a game, the teaching assistant will be there to help explain the rules, what's happening, how everything is going to work. Because, of course, how would they understand the rules otherwise? The, the level of English won't be that good. So the teaching assistants and the nannies are really going to be very supportive. And so for kindergarten, you'll have a lot of a lot of support in that sense. You can really focus on the class and it, it makes things a lot more simple. So next we have primary and middle school which kind of overlap uh, quite a bit. Um, it can be easier in some ways and more difficult in others. Uh, you'll have classes of anything from 30 students to almost 50. So that's a lot bigger than kindergartens. Kindergartens, it could be around 10 students, 15, 20, that sort of thing. So the numbers are quite different. Primary school and middle school, a lot more students to deal with. Uh, so the students know at this point that the foreign teacher's class is going to be the fun class. So this is a great advantage. It really makes things uh, easier for us. And our role as ESL teachers is to help the students with the language that they're learning with their local English teachers. So we really don't need to worry about grammar, writing, um, tests, all, all of these things, it's, it's not the focus. The focus is it really, it's all about speaking, getting the students to use the language that they're learning with their local teachers. So it's easy to have fun and it's, it's easy. The students know that it's going to be fun. So they'll be excited uh, even before you begin the class. So we have an easy job. The, the students will be raring to go and looking forward to it. And so something I didn't really touch on before is the first meeting with the students. Uh, it's obviously going to be a bit scary, maybe. It's quite important, you know, making a good impression and these kinds of things. You want everything to go well, but, you know, don't stress. It will be fun. <laughs> um, and so in training centers and at kindergartens, things will be a bit more informal, maybe. For example... At a training center, you might be in the classroom and the teaching assistant, the staff there will maybe bring the students into the class. 
and you can say hello and get started and things will go that way. And in kindergartens, it may be similar or maybe the staff will introduce you and get the class sort of motivated and talk about what's going to happen and you'll go from there. So think things are easier in that sense. The introduction is going to be fairly straightforward and relaxed. Although at primary and middle schools, high schools, you may be shown to the classroom, but then maybe it's just, okay, it's your time to shine, go for it, enjoy the class. And then you may be uh, observed during the class, you know, a teacher might be at the back watching just to see how things goes. It's the first class, may just check at the beginning and then leave you to it. It depends, but but this this could well happen that you're just shown, okay, so oh, what's your first class? It's grade such and such class okay here you are here's the class okay and then that's it so that sounds pretty scary but it it really doesn't have to be it it will be great fun for sure if you're prepared you've got everything ready if you go in ready to have fun you'll have fun so now when you walk into the class there are one of two things that may happen so number one is that the students will be shy and quiet. And that's normal, you know, that does happen. Uh, Don't be too put off. Uh, It may take a little while for them to get used to you, to get comfortable and get relaxed. And especially if their other teachers are there, if maybe even the principal could be there to, you know, make you feel welcome and, and make sure everything's okay. So they might be on their best behavior and very quiet and uh, it might be it might throw you a little, but then as things go on, they'll relax and they'll be very curious. They'll probably ask lots of questions. It, it will all happen. So that's the first sort of possibility. Uh, the second is that you might get a huge cheer, a round of applause. They might just go absolutely crazy because, like I said before, they know this is going to be the fun class. You're the foreign teacher. This is going to be cool. It's going to be fun. You're the star teacher, you know, the students will be excited. They know it's going to be fun. So either way, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit scary. It's a bit crazy, but it will be fine. You know, once you get going, they get used to everything. You'll be able to build a good relationship and have fun and it will be fine. One thing I definitely recommend uh, is something you can try out. Maybe it's something I do in my classes at the beginning and it's it works very well it sets the tone of the class and it's a good sort of signifier of class begins this is what we're doing everyone get ready everyone get get into class mode so it's to follow the the chinese method of starting the class some classes may even just do this themselves without you asking them to or instructing them to because they're they're used to doing that it's it's just a, a routine basically so it's expected of the students with their local teachers that when class begins, the, the bell will ring or there'll be the, there's maybe a little announcement that will say in Chinese, class begins. The teachers at the beginning of the class, the students are all expected to stand up, say hello teacher and bow. And this is a great way to start the class for the foreign teachers too. Why not? And I think it works really well. And you can, maybe they'll do this in Chinese. Or maybe you can instruct them to say good morning teacher or good afternoon teacher. You can say good afternoon class, good morning class, this kind of thing. And it, it sets the tone that, you know, break time's over, we're in class. 
and it, it works really well. I, I like it. Uh, you guys can maybe test it out or see what you think, but it's it's a good way just to calm everyone down from break time and say, okay, right, we're back back into class mode now. Now, in general, I would say that classes are very well disciplined. Students are very good, very respectful. Uh, it's very different to what I remember from when I was at school in the UK and from what I've heard, it's a lot worse now. So, um, yeah, the, the Chinese students are very well disciplined, very respectful. Um, you don't need to be scared about anything crazy happening at school. Um, and there's a system in place because there's such big classes. They are expected to monitor each other, monitor each other's behavior, and there will be a class leader, a class monitor, who is responsible, it's their job to report any issues, any bad students, anyone who is disruptive in the class, what's happening. And they'll be talking with their, their head class, head teacher, the, the uh, sort of homeroom teacher, form teacher, that kind of thing. So you might notice uh, during a class that there's a student who's writing something maybe, and you might think, oh, they're not paying attention, what are they doing? But they could well be writing down names of naughty students. So I've had this happen to, to myself, you know, in classes where I've, I've said, hey, oh, you know, pay attention, excuse me, kind of thing. I said, no, no, no teacher, I'm, I'm writing the names. Oh, okay. <laughs> so classes are, are pretty good at policing themselves. This is also a cultural aspect of the classroom that's quite different. Um, the class... The class as a whole will look good or bad depending on their behavior. So if one student is being very naughty, that means the whole, the whole class is, is getting a bad reputation here. Whereas if the whole class is being good, you know, that's, that's another thing. If the, if the class has a lot of good students, it'll be considered a good class too. So this is the contrast between the individualistic thinking and collectivism. So... If a student isn't paying attention or, you know, being naughty, this kind of thing, other students will probably tell them to stop and they'll say, hey, come on, you know, stop it. So the students will police themselves and monitor each other's behavior and call each other out if they're being naughty, all these kinds of things, because they don't want individuals' behavior to reflect badly on the whole, because they know that it will be the whole class that's in trouble and that gets, you know, shouted at by the the teacher. If even if it's just one of the students, it's the whole class, it's the collective group, you know. So this leads on quite well to the next topic, which is what do you do if the students do start talking or not paying attention and you, you want to get the focus back, the control back. So there are some methods that work very well for all age groups and I'll I'll run through some of them. I'll go go through a few of them. Uh, although you do have to accept that not all the students will be focused 100% of the time. These are very big classes. Keeping focus isn't easy, and especially as the students have long days, and they don't have a choice. They just have to go to school, you know, so that's another thing. They might not like English particularly that much, or they might not be that good at it. They might not feel motivated. Maybe in maths class or science class, they're... They're really well behaved, but maybe English, they're just, it's not happening. So we can't, you know, we can't uh, be angry with them for that. You know, they're kids after all. 
Another point to make would be that not every class will go well. You will have some bad classes for sure. That's just that's how it goes. That's life. Not every class will be well behaved. Not every class will be bad. Obviously, it's things will be mixed. I remember I had a particularly naughty grade six class once. And they would just never settle down. It was always a, a bit of a battle with them. There were many naughty students. Um, it was it was difficult, and I was getting frustrated. I was thinking, "Oh, this is really bad. I need to. I can't control them. We're wasting a lot of time every class." And I mentioned it to one of the local English teachers in the office. I said, "Oh, class, class two, grade six. Oh yeah, class two, grade six. Oh, everyone has trouble with them. Yeah, we we all just oh they're a nightmare. Even the principals spoken with them and they're oh they they don't care. And so I was like oh, okay, so it's it's not just me. And that's most likely going to be the case. If you do have a a particularly naughty class, don't worry. Chances are they're just they're like that. <laughs> Maybe so. Don't take it personally. You know, I, I guess that's the point to make. But most of the classes, though, they'll be good as gold.、Uh, you won't really have any major issues to deal with, I would say.、Um, and another point, it would be that sometimes classes just—you know—you've made your plan, you've got everything ready. Maybe it just—it just won't work.、Um, it happens, you know. It's happened to me. I've thought, okay, I'm going to do this topic. It's going to be fun, be interesting. And then quite quickly you can see, oh no, it's not getting the reaction I thought. It's not really happening. It's not working out the way I expected. So that's where Plan B comes in. That's that's the perfect thing to to have ready. Like we were saying before with the the lesson planning, you got your Plan B. Don't be afraid to you know your five minutes, even ten minutes into the class, if it's not working. Okay, guys, let's just forget it or、we'll、move on. We're going to do something different, and you can just change and do your Plan B. No problem. Don't be afraid to do that because it will be better for you and the students in the long run rather than trying to slog through something that isn't quite working. They maybe don't quite get it, or it's not how you thought it was going to work. So, regarding the methods to gain calm and control in the classroom, when the students get a bit too excited, a bit too chatty, noisy,、uh, I would say that my main methods that I can suggest you try. And this goes for for all all age groups. If they're being a bit noisy, things aren't being focused. You know, just stop. Just stop talking. Stop what you're doing. Fold your arms and look pissed off. You don't even need to say anything. You don't need to shout.、Um, nothing. Just stop. Fold your arms. And look angry. You don't even need to be. I, I'm never really angry with the students. It's just a way to get them <laughs> to calm down. You can just pretend to be angry, basically. Put put on an angry face, and they'll respond to that very well. Usually, it works every time because they'll see that you're angry, and they don't want you to be angry. They want to keep having the fun class and keep doing the next thing. And as I mentioned before, they'll probably check themselves and they'll say, "Hey, oh, teacher's getting angry. Shut up! Shut up! Come on." And they might even say to your teacher, "Please, you know, go on, go on."、Uh, I've had that happen to me many times. <laughs> you know, they they want you to keep going with the class. They want everyone else to be quiet, and it will work. And you shouldn't be afraid to potentially stop 
for, you know, not just a few seconds, but 30 seconds, a minute, even two minutes to really, you know, if maybe they're getting really hyped up because the problem is that if you're playing a fun game, they're going to get excited. They're going to maybe lose it a little and get really, you know, shouting and yeah, get really excited, which is great. But sometimes you need to just, okay, bring the energy back down, calm down. And you can just stop, fold your arms, get everyone to be quiet. You know, they'll, they'll realize you're angry, quieten down. And then when you're happy that the energy's gone back down, then just pick it back up. Okay, so where were we? Let's, let's continue. You don't need to shout. You don't need to give some sort of, you know, lecture, speech about being good or not talking or this kind of thing. Can just stop what you're doing, make them see that their behavior is disrupting the class. You can't continue with your fun game or whatever you're doing. So they'll calm down. Another good method that can work, especially with the, the younger students, primary school, uh, middle school can work as well, is having points. So the, you have the rows of students and you can maybe give each row a number or a team name or something like this. And then depending if someone's being naughty in whichever group or row you can give or take away points or if someone answers the question they get a point if someone's naughty take away a point for the for the team for the row and again that works it's working into this collective thing so they'll want to be good because their team's getting a point or they don't want to be naughty because the team may lose a point so the point system works works through all stars or stickers or whatever it may be Another good method for the younger students as well is to have a kind of signal. And, and usually they will have this themselves that it's already been established with their their local teachers. So if everyone's getting a bit noisy, maybe if you shout one, two, then maybe the rest of the class will shout back three, four, and then maybe they'll, they'll cross their arms. This is also the, the sort of signal. If you, if you cross your arms they will cross their arms on their desks. That's the sort of, you know, time out, we're being good move to do. So <laughs> one, two, three, four, or maybe it will be a, a series of claps. So it will be like a clap, 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 clap. And then the students will repeat that back and then cross their arms. So it's like these little, little signifiers, these cues for the class to, oh, okay, we've got a time out kind of thing, you know. It works really well. For the younger students, it's perfect. For older students, middle school, high school, they might think that's a bit sort of uh, cheesy, corny. You know, they're, they're a bit too old for that now. But uh, yeah, for the younger students, um, they're, they're very good with that. And something I need to mention to avoid any noise and issues in the classroom at the very beginning, you need to make it clear to the if you're having these big classes if if you ask a question to the students they must raise their hand hands up and you will pick the student otherwise everyone will just be shouting out answers at you and it will be mayhem you know so that's one thing you have to make clear and i think it's important to try and be be strong and firm with this rule if you show that it is okay to shout out answers and you acknowledge the people shouting answers everyone will think it's okay to shout. But if you basically ignore people shouting, but yeah, the people raising their hands, yes, thank you, what, what's your answer? 
it will set up that it will establish the rule. So that's that seemed very important at the beginning as well. Hands up, otherwise you'll just have kids shouting at you all day. So I hope these points have helped a little. These are just a few things, of course. It's not all. The, there are so many different methods. There are so many other different things you'll learn along the way. And I'm sure you've already got your own ideas, your own plans. So I would like to hear all your sort of ideas and any questions about uh, particular situations that might that may arise. So I haven't because there's too many possibilities of things that could happen in class. So I would like you to come with some questions of particular issues or scenarios, you know, what what if this happens? What if a student does this or that or this happens? What should I do? I want you to try and think of some potential things where we can discuss that. So I hope those uh, those points have helped anyway, give you some ideas. And I would say in general that the, the primary school students are very lively but it's great fun to work with them because they really want to to please the teacher and answer the questions. They'll all have their hands up. They'll be shouting, let me try, let me try, teacher, teacher. <laughs> they really want to answer the question and, you know, do well for their team, that kind of thing. So that can be great fun. Middle school, they're in the middle. So they still have that uh, enthusiasm like the primary school students, but they're getting a bit older. So the, their English level may be a bit better and you can have a bit more fun with the topics and even little discussions and, you know, it can be a bit more interesting, the classes, not as, not as uh, basic. And then high school, it can actually be very tricky, high school. I think a lot of people have an idea that high school is going to be easy uh, because the students are older and we can just chat about things, but that's not necessarily... The case. So I will just talk a little about high school now. Um, talk, talk you guys through that too. So as I mentioned in primary school, middle school, the students will be raising their hands there. They want to participate in the class. They want to answer the questions. They're very enthusiastic. High school, that will just start to fade away. You know, we're talking about teenagers. These kids are growing up now. Maybe they don't want to, you know, be embarrassed or, or they don't want people to make fun of them. Or maybe there's a girl or a boy they like in the class. They don't want to be embarrassed. They don't, they don't want anyone to make fun of them. There's all these kinds of things going on. So you won't have that same enthusiasm because everyone's got a bit too cool for school, maybe. Um, so it can be really difficult. If you walk into the high school class and think, I'm just going to chat and ask questions and, hey, guys, let's talk about this. Or maybe it's just going to be, you know, tumbleweed and there's just silence. Nothing's happening. It will be really awkward really quickly. So a method uh, that I found very useful when I was teaching at a high school was to have a topic and make the classes a bit like an English corner, if you're familiar with the kind of more informal English corner it's just about practicing English speaking English not so much a, a class as you would think of but I would have a topic I would introduce some some new words some sentences make sure the students knew what we we're talking about and it could be anything even something as simple as um, what is your favorite kind of weather 
and some examples, some vocabulary, things like this. I'd, I'd have a PowerPoint or maybe even just write it on the board. And then I would say, okay, guys, I want you to discuss this. I would give some questions, maybe two, three questions that they can use as a template. So, okay, I'm in small groups with your partner or a small group. I want you to try and think about these questions and discuss these things. And I would then go around the classroom and sort of interject and ask, oh, so what do you think? Okay, great, guys. And, you know, ask them about their favorite weather. But really, it would also be an excuse just to chat and it would give the students an opportunity to ask me questions because they'll be very curious about the foreign teacher. They'll want to know if you know a certain movie or a certain game, all these kinds of things. And it would be, for the high school students, it's a more relaxed environment. It's not someone being put on the spot, you know, they're having to raise their hands and stand up in front of everyone. It's a more relaxed, the, the focus isn't on them. They're sort of chatting amongst themselves and you're just coming around and seeing how everything's going. It makes it a bit more informal and they'll be more um, ready to sort of try and be a bit less shy about things. So I hope all these different points have helped. Uh, it's quite a lot that we've worked through today, but um, yeah, do send me any questions, any ideas, please think about it and think about some more specific scenarios you may be curious about to know how to deal with in the classroom. So thank you for listening again. Look forward to hearing your questions. Thank mm -hmm. you.